Pedders' new world-first vehicle weight matrix software. Know your weight at pedders.com.au. Margot, it is the race that stops the nation during the week, but it's also a sport that does divide the nation, does horse racing. Yeah, it most certainly does after the news that Irish horse horse the Cliffsmower has died uh, due to a fractured shoulder uh, and unfortunately the the best thing for the horse uh, and this type of injury uh, was to have him euthanised. Uh, that happened on the track uh, which is never uh, a pretty thing to witness Sam and is always going to spark uh, a bit of outcry and controversy so we thought we would chat to some professionals. Absolutely the other incident that came out of the Melbourne Cup was a jockey being fined and suspended for about 35 race meets for excessive use of the whip mm on the horse. So people are again asking, is racing cruelty to animals? Is enough done to look after the animals themselves or is it actually fine and every now and then there's just some bad this incidents is a part of it. That, that, that goes on? So what we thought we'd do is we'd get two experts on and we'd have the great debate and they'll get a little bit of time each to state their case. Uh, we've got Jane Speechley, uh, who's a spokesperson for the RSPCA on the line. Good morning, Jane. Hi, Sam. Hi, Margaret. Thanks for having us on. Thanks very much for being here. And on the other side of the argument, we've got the Chief Thoroughbred Steward from the Queensland Racing Integrity Commission, Peter Chadwick, who's joined us on race day too to give us some time. Good morning, Peter. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Margaret. And good morning, Jane. Good morning, Peter. Off to a nice and cordial start. I like this. This is the tone that we're going to set. So what we're going to do, guys, is we're going to give you about a minute and a half each, uh, and we're going to ask you both the same couple of questions, and we're going to start with you, Peter. Um, The first question is, is racing cruelty to horses, and is enough done to look after the welfare and care and to protect the horses? No, I don't believe that racing is cruelty to horses. I mean, we do a number of things. I mean, if I can run through a couple of things, for example, uh, race meetings, we have bets at all race meetings. They look at the horses before, at the barriers and after races to see if there's anything that's amiss with the horses. Um, we have whip rules in place, as you rightly mentioned, that we enforce and there's a, that we don't uh, condone uh, excessive whip use. Um, we do stable inspections to ensure that the horses are kept in the, in the best care in stables. We have an investigative team. We work with the police racing crime squad for people who transgress and um, those sort of things in the industry. So we actually police the industry. It's unfortunate that a horse suffers a, a catastrophic injury, which is not nice, and I'm one who feel, feels every time it, it happens, and I, and I feel for the connections and the horse itself. Um, so it is a very sad state when a horse does lose its life, unfortunately, on a racetrack. Uh Thank you very much for that, Peter. Um, The fact is, though, that six horses have died in the last eight years of the Melbourne Cup. Jane, how do the RSPCA feel about this? And do you believe that this is uh, animal mistreatment and cruelty to horses? Look, one thing to be clear about the RSPCA's position, which does get misrepresented a little bit, is that we're not opposed to um, horse racing in principle. We're an animal welfare organisation, so we're not seeking to have horse racing ended or banned. What we do say are there's some practices in horse racing that are cruel and unnecessary and that really should be phased out, and the ongoing routine use of whips is one of those. We certainly don't have any concerns about jockeys using a safety device, whether it's carrying a crop for that purpose for use in urgent safety situations. But I think the response we've seen from the community and the growing sentiment over the past couple of years suggests that the routine flogging of horses with a whip is just not up with um, community sentiments. You know, if horses were treated that way away from the track, that would be a prosecutable animal cruelty offence. There's no evidence that um, whipping horses really impacts the outcome of the race. You know, we know about three in four Australians think horses shouldn't be hit with whips and something like nine in ten people who watch or bet on racing will continue to do so if whipping is stopped. So 
Now, there are some Ishabith racing. We certainly offer our absolute sympathy to the connections of the Cliffs of Moa this week. That was um, an absolute tragedy from our point of view and something that none of us would want to see happen. Um, and we would certainly urge the industry to investigate incidents like that and investigate those number of deaths over the past few years to see if there is anything that we could do better. But there are some practices like the use of whips that really don't have a place in modern racing. Okay, so uh, nicely done from both of you. Now, the next question is, South Africa have just brought in a whip. Uh, they're going to bring in a trial for whip-free racing. Uh, we'll start with you, Peter Chadwick. Do you think this is something that could work? You're the Chief Thoroughbred Steward at the Queensland Racing Integrity Commission. Is this something that you would like to see trialled in Australia or you don't think it would work? I think it's a possibility. I'm not going to categorically state that, oh, yes, it, it will work, it won't work. It's interesting that South Africa are trialling, and I, and, I, and I think that I applaud them for that. And also I note that I think the British Horse Racing Authority are also considering it. It is something we will closely monitor, and, and it is an evolving uh, thing, and we are quite open to, to look at circumstances and review. I'm not saying that it will be banned or it won't be banned. At the end of the day, we have to abide by Racing Australia and we will impose the rules that, that are um, promulgated to them. But it's a good thing that, you know, it's being looked at and we will look at the South African thing with great interest and, and hopefully see a, a good result come out of it. Jane, you mentioned um, previously in your uh, last statement that whipping was of concern um, for you and the concern of the horses. Is this something that um, you would like to see brought in in Australian racing? Absolutely. I'm pleased to say that I can agree with Peter on that one. We would love to see a trial of whip-free racing in Australia and, and we too will be watching closely the results from South Africa and other countries around the world that are making changes to their whip use. We're not about you know radical sudden change. We, we want to make sure that the safety of horses and the safety of jockeys is assured but I think a closer look and, and exploring ways we can reduce and ultimately eliminate whip use is something that would be um, good for horses and ultimately good for the industry. Oh, look, you've been very, very respectful, both of you. We wanted to get both sides of the story on in regards to is horse racing cruelty to animals, and you've both done a fantastic job. You haven't abused each other. There's been no insults. It's actually been, uh, oh, I'm a little bit bored. No, I'm kidding. You've done a great job, <laughs> the both of you, and we thank it you so much. It good radio, though, does it, Sam? No, <laughs> no, it's... But but I, I want to thank the RSPCA because they do a wonderful job and, and we like to work obviously hand in hand and animal welfare is a very important thing. One thing, if I can just pl put a plug, if there's anything of concern, please, we've on our website, there's a report something portal. Please let us know and we will investigate, send our investigative team and as I said, we work closely with the Police Racing Crime Squad and the main thing is that we also have a very, very strong animal welfare um, policy where we must make sure that animals are looked after and I appreciate the RSPCA for all the work they do as well. Oh, this is just Thank a, you, Peter. We appreciate that too. It's just wonderful, isn't I it? I love everyone, this. Everybody's, everyone's everyone's just getting harmoniously together. <laughs> together. Peter Chadwick, the Chief Thoroughbred Steward from the Queensland Racing Integrity Commission, and Jane Speechley, spokesperson for the RSPCA. We thank you both for your time. Uh, appreciate you being on the Dead Set Legends. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you all. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Okay, we've just heard from both sides of the argument in the great horse racing debate. We've had a couple of experts on, one from the Queensland uh, Racing Integrity uh, Commission and also from the RSPCA. And now we're asking you on one triple three five three, do you think that horse racing is too cruel and is enough done to look after the horses or is it all fine and, and you're happy with the way that the industry is running? Uh, let's go to Mick from Capalabar. Morning, Mick. What are your thoughts? Hi guys, how are you? Great job you're doing there. Um, look, I think honestly, when it comes to just one in particular race, the longest race that's held in the country once a year, the race that stops the nation, mm -hmm. I just think it's a bit excessive. I think horses just aren't designed to run with someone on their back that fast, that quick, over that long a distance. Uh, it's not something they do regularly. 
The horses have been um, carrying people on their backs since the days of cowboys and Indians running through the well, bush. Well, well before that, Margot, but your point's pretty valid. <laughs> well, you could you could take that back to the Royal Mail and all that sort of stuff when they used to sprint their horses, but they used to have up to 11 horses along the distance. They didn't run the same horse. Mm. And they're carrying jockeys who are 50 kilos. That's half my weight. They're they lucky they've carry, got a jockey on their ca- back. They also carry weight as well. Yes. Uh, nicely done so, for yeah, you, Mick. I, I don't know. I, I so think, you, you, you know, just think that the length of the race is too long, the distance is too excessive. Is that what you think, Mick? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And when it comes to the whip, yes, if you've got to use the whip, you know, why? Where else do you do that? Where else do you punish something to do well? I think that's actually a pretty good point, Mick. I wouldn't mind. I love horse racing like everybody, and I've seen how uh, most of the time these horses are treated really, really well. But I just there's something about that seeing that you want it to go faster, uh, yeah, hitting it, and that just doesn't seem that doesn't sit right with me either. So uh, great point that you make. Uh, Judy is from Mandilla uh, and is in the racing industry. Morning, Judy. Hi, how are you? Oh, well, thanks. You're very chipper. I like that. Uh, what are your <laughs> thoughts, Judy? Is the, you're in the racing industry. Is the, is the racing industry uh, cruel on horses, or is it actually uh, far from that? Well, all I look at and see, at least with our horses, they're well looked after. They're checked twice a day. Yes, they, they get worked, but they enjoy getting worked. Yeah. Um, the thing that I don't like about people that own horses is the fact that you could have an amateur that has their horse in a back paddock, nowhere near where they live, that horse is maybe checked once a week. If something happens to that horse, like it's galloping around the paddock being happy and all of a sudden puts its foot in a hole, you know, it could be five days before somebody comes to have a look at that horse. And yet with racehorses, they're checked nearly daily, some of them, and they're in perfect condition all the time and always looked after. So what do you do to make sure that your horses are comfortable? Because I've been to some stables before where I've thought, geez, these horses are better cared for than the children that live here. Uh, it's incredible. It's like a palace. But uh, So what do you do to make sure that they're comfortable and happy? Well, my horses, like, we own 20 acres, and at the moment we've only got six horses on that 20 acres. So that averages out to about three acres to a horse. Yeah. Um, we bring them in in the morning they get fed they then get let out for the rest of the day um if we do work them they'll get work for about 20 minutes washed down put back in a paddock and then they stay there they come back in they have their dinner they know when it's dinner time which is quarter to five they come in they get fed they get checked again to make sure there's nothing wrong with them and then they get to wander around the paddock for the rest of the night i like that hey judy just quickly do we need the whip in the racing I I don't think oh well you know like sometimes for safety reasons yes okay yep but you know like you watch I've got trotting horses and you watch a lot of trotting horses and the horses that win haven't been the whip hasn't been used because they are genuinely the fastest horse in the race Beautiful. but then sometimes you may have to use it you know in a safety situation to just to get a horse moving just in case you know something's going to run off its back or whatever. Sounds sensible to me, Judy. We've got Margie from Clontarf, also in the trotting industry. Margie, what's your take on this? Oh, look, I uh, have a brother who is a, a rangeman and also a farrier, and he hasn't used the whip for some time, quite a long time, and is one of the people who has been instigating the ban on, on whips in trotting in general in Queensland. And he's, uh, he's uh, exactly as this lady has said previously, if a horse wants to race, it's happy to race. It wants to win a race. They don't need the nip, uh, the, the whip. My brother hasn't used it for such a long time. He doesn't believe in it. 
And uh, I couldn't be prouder of the way that my brother looks after his horses. They've got a swimming pool for the horses. Um, when he lived on the Gold Coast, before it was banned, they used to take their horses after training for a swim in the ocean, which the horses absolutely love. But, you know, goodness me, I, I can tell you, I can tell you that uh, my, my nephews have often said they'd rather be a horse in their, in, in their uh, household because I tell you what, those <laughs> horses are loved. You yes. know? They certainly are, Margie. I grew up on 100 acres uh, on the northern end of the Sunshine Coast and we had a thoroughbred stud there and I grew up mm-hmm. in and around horses and I tell you what, my grandfather and my aunt looked after those horses better than they did their grandchildren, nieces and nephews. <laughs> <laughs> Margie, thank you so much for your call and thank you to everyone that did call. It's a fascinating debate that will continue to go on. I reckon we've covered all bases on that. Margo, there's... We hope you enjoyed the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Catch them Saturday mornings from 10 on Triple M. And if you missed the show, catch up with just a tap on the Triple M app. Brought to you by Pedder's Weight Matrix. See pedders.com.au.